and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to my two cents podcast episode 87 which is entitled timing i am your host g2 and before i get into the topics today let me read you off the national food days of the week today being august 14th it is national creamsicle day tomorrow august 15th it is lemon meringue pie day then august 16th it is rum day and also bratwurst day so please drink responsibly august 17th vanilla custard day august 18th ice cream pie day August 19th, soft serve ice cream pie day, as well as hot and spicy food day. And then to top it off, August 20th, National Bacon Lovers Day, as well as chocolate pecan pie day. Now, with that out of the way, um, there are some condolences this week. This week, we lost two celebrities. The first celebrity that we did lose was Olivia Newton-John. She was a singer and an actress, better known for her role in Grease as the character Sandy, the love interest of John Travolta. She died at the age of 73. Um, as this comes from CNN, um, Dame Olivia Newton-John passed away peacefully at her ranch in Southern California this morning, surrounded by family and friends. We ask that everyone please respect the family's privacy during this very difficult time. Her husband wrote in a statement on the singer's verified Instagram account. Olivia has been a symbol of triumphs and hope for over 30 years, sharing her journey with breast cancer. The singer revealed in September 2018 that she was treating cancer at the base of her spine. It was her third cancer diagnosis following bouts with breast cancer in the early 90s in 2017. So Olivia Newton-John passed away from cancer this week. Um, she's most known, again, as I said, she's known for basically being the character Sandy in Grease. Uh, people also do know her for her other songs like uh, Let Me Be There, which was a top 10 hit in both the adult contemporary and the country charts in 1973. Olivia had more number one hit songs as well. She had I Honestly Love You, Have You Never Been Mellow, Please Mr. Please, and I did not know she did the song Physical. I've heard that song another like on radio and also like people's YouTube videos from time to time too. I didn't know she, like, made that song. So that was something that shocked me this week when I heard about Olivia passing because I always known her for just being the Grease character, no more, nothing else. But when I heard that she made the song, I was like, oh, okay. So that was a lady. Okay. So if everybody please could send some prayers and some thoughts to Olivia Newton-John's family as they are dealing with this hard time. I know they, they probably knew that she was on her way out. But again, it's still a hard thing whenever you lose somebody that you care about so much as you see them like dealing with cancer, not once, not twice, but this is their third time dealing with cancer. So again, please send some prayers to the Newton John family. The second celebrity that we lost this week, it was actress Anne Heche. She died at the age of 53. As this come from HuffPost? Actress Anne Heche died on Friday after succumbing to injuries from a car crash days earlier, according to friends. She was 53. Her friend... Nancy Davis revealed the news in a memorial post on Instagram, writing, Heaven has a new angel, my loving, kind, fun, enduring, and beautiful friend, Anne Heche, went to heaven. I will miss her terribly and cherish all the beautiful memories we have shared. Heche was severely burned when she crashed into a Los Angeles home in the Mar Vesta 
neighborhood on August 5th, shortly after the crash. Her car burst into flames, which took firefighters nearly an hour to extinguish, according to NBC News. She was taken to a hospital and initially listed in critical condition. Then she reportedly fell into a coma August 8th. After Haitian's accident, the Los Angeles Police Department launched an investigation into the actor for allegedly driving under the influence and fleeing from an earlier hit and run. The Los Angeles Times reported, Blood confirmed to the Times that they obtained a search warrant to test the actor's blood alcohol level. LAPD confirmed to TMZ on August 11th that Haitian had cocaine in her system during the accident. In preliminary testing, the blood draw revealed the presence of drugs. The LAPD statement said the case is being investigated as felony DUI traffic collision. Uh, in her 2001 memoir, Call Me Crazy, Haish discussed her traumatic upbringing and mental health issues that arose in her adult years. I'm not crazy, she told Bob Rogers during an interview with ABC News, but it's a crazy life. I was raised in a crazy family, and it took 31 years to get the crazy out of me. Haish's acting career began in 1987 when she starred in the long-running soap opera Another World in 1991. She won a daytime Emmy for Outstanding Younger Actress in a Drama Series for the show. She has appeared in numerous movies, including the 1996 film The Juror, the 1997 horror film I Know What You Did Last Summer, 98's Six Days and Seven Nights, 97's Donnie Brasco, and the 2002 thriller John Q. So, first and foremost, I want to wish her two boys um, condolences because they lost their mother. And trust me, for a 20-year-old boy and a 13-year-old boy to lose their mother, that's probably... No, that's not probably... That is a devastating thing. I'm still here with my mother, and I'm 26. It would be devastating if I lost my mom, first and foremost. So, again, I want to give those boys my condolences for real. Now, with the condolences out of the way, I do want to speak a little bit about the crash that did happen because HuffPost did continue to write about it because they were able to speak to Lindsay Michelle. That was the house that Anne Hayes crashed into. They spoke with her earlier this week. Um, she told them that I'm still recovering and trying to figure out up from down, but I did want to send a huge Huge thank you to everybody from all over the world for the overcoming amount of love and compassion and generosity and kindness that people have shown over the past weekend, well, week. Michelle said in a video posted to her Instagram business account Thursday, it's obviously been the most insane traumatic time. She added, Michelle, her dogs, and her tortoise all escaped the ordeal unharmed. She showed her pups on camera Thursday and said they want to say thank you so much for cheering them on. Her tortoise is staying with a friend, she says. She told viewers uh, her lawyer had previously said in a statement that she was devastated by what happened to her on Friday, not only because she and her pets almost lost their lives, but because of all her property, including items of profound sentimental value, were destroyed. Some of her neighbors started a GoFundMe page for her over the weekend, which has surpassed its $100,000 goal by more than $30,000. The page said Michelle and her pets had narrowly escaped physical harm, but that she had lost a lifetime of possessions as well as her business equipment, clothing, and basic necessities. A kind and generous person, Lynn is always first to offer help to others. Today, we are asking the community to come together and help Lynn start over, it said. So, Lynn Michelle lost her house and Hayes lost her life. Ladies and gentlemen, if you could, please, please um, take care of each other. Take care of people. You don't know who, what people are dealing with. I say this every day at the end of the pod, every Sunday. Please look after uh, people. 
you don't know who is in a bad space. You don't know who's in a bad mindset. Apparently, Anne Hage probably was in a bad mindset. I don't know. I'm not her. They're going to try to. I can see it now. They're going to try to warp this thing as in her having mental issues. as the reason why she did uh, cocaine and all this type of stuff. I can see exactly how they're going to phrase this out here. I just want people to know we are all here for a short, limited time. Please don't be a jerk. Don't be a dick. Don't be a douche to anybody. You have no idea what you say to people, how it will affect them. And mothers and fathers, please be careful how you talk to each other in front of children as well because you don't know what type of traumatic damage you are sending upon your child with that because those children will be growing up with those traumatic memories and that's how we get people that are not able to trust people or trust their spouses or trust their whoever they're dating with at the time because of who and what they see with their parents dealing with see their mother arguing with their father their father arguing with their mother their siblings arguing with their parents it's a complete different thing so if you guys can please try to come together humanity please try to cut together so we can try to kill off whatever this thing is because i don't i know families are gonna have crazy lives because again this still goes back to me talking about the ann hache thing because she talked about she had a crazy family crazy upbringing everybody kind of has a crazy family crazy upbringing type situation but whenever a actor or actress or somebody in the big movie lights talk about they had a crazy life we always think of the most devastating thing so that's what i'm going at with this approach here families please try to stay together humanity please try to stick together as one we don't need to be uh going at each other over stupid things please just try to calm yourself down if it's not that serious don't get upset with your spouse don't get upset with your partner don't get upset with your sibling don't just have a nice civilized conversation with each other because again you don't know who's watching also with people out there in in this world you don't know what somebody is dealing with so if you're going to yell at somebody you don't know if that person's going to pop off on you you don't know if somebody's going to straight punch you in the face you don't know nothing about what's going to happen so please just look at your surroundings think about is this worth it think about do i really need to say something about this if it's not worth it or think about how you approach something that's basically it that's all i'm trying to get at here so again i probably went on a tangent all about nothing people might say what does that have to do with anything i'm just saying because that can help with somebody's mental issues that can help with trying to decrease somebody's mental issues all that if we try to be kind try to be courteous if we could try to uh, check our temperament if we could try to just speak with somebody with common decency somebody that says they might have mental issues that can start relieving some of their mental issues they might not be depressed all the time they might not be so angry all the time they might not be somebody willing to snap off at somebody as quick as they will do if you just bark at them so that's all i'm trying to say with this whole situation um please try to be courteous to each other please try to be nice as much as you can because at least if you are nice all the time and you at least are nice to a certain point and then you snap off everybody can say well you were nice you were this and that and they push you to a point that you had no other choice but to snap off at them there you go that's all i'm trying to say here with this situation so again prayers and condolences to olivia newton john's family for their uh loss of olivia newton john as well as Anne Hache's family for the passing of Anne Hache. 
Now, with that out of the way, let's get into the topics at hand. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is Donald Trump being raided by the FBI. As this comes from the New York Magazine, uh, reads... FBI agents executed a search warrant on Monday at Donald Trump's private residence at his Mar-a-Lago resort in Palm Beach, Florida. The raid was reportedly part of an investigation into for whether the former president mishandled classified information after leaving the White House. While Trump returned some materials to the National Archives several months ago, federal agent authorities had reportedly grown concerned that Trump and his team weren't being fully forthcoming and haven't actually returned all of the government property. Trump, who was in New York on Monday, complained in a statement about the unannounced raid and has since riled against the FBI and Department of Justice for their actions, as have many Republicans in Congress. Trump has not made public the warrant the FBI provided for its search. On Thursday, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced in a brief press conference that the Justice Department had filed a motion to unseal that warrant. As you go more into the article, they will have a subtext saying what were the feds looking for. And in it, they say that the agents were looking for evidence related to the classified documents that Trump allegedly took to Mar-a-Lago after leaving the office. According to the New York Times, several of those documents seized were labeled top secret. The designation, which refers to classified information relating to national security or information that requires the most serious level of protection. On Friday afternoon, the Wall Street Journal reported that FBI agents who searched Mar-a-Lago removed 11 sets of classified documents, including some marked as top secret and meant to be only available in special government facilities. The paper continued. The Federal Bureau investigation agents took around 20 boxes of items, binders of photos, a handwritten note, and the executive grant of clemency for Mr. Trump's ally, Roger Stone, a list of items removed from the property shows. Also included in the list was information about the President of France, according to the three-page list. The list is contained in a seven-page document that also includes the warrant to search the premises, which was granted by a federal judge in Florida. The list includes references to one set of documents marked as various classified slash TS slash SCI documents, an abbreviation that refers to top secret, sensitive, compartmented, compartmented information. It also says agents collected four sets of top secret documents, three sets of secret documents, and three sets of confidential documents. The list didn't provide any more details about the substance of the documents. On Thursday, the Washington Post reported that some of the documents in the question involved nuclear weapons. It was not clear whether they pertain to U.S. weapons or those of foreign country or the presence sensitivity of the documents. In response to the reporting, Trump said on Truth Social that the nuclear weapons issue is a hoax. So, okay. In January, the National Archives and Records Administration received 15 boxes of documents and items from Mar-a-Lago that agency officials said Trump should have handed over to the agency when he left the White House. NARA reportedly found what appeared to be classified information among materials it retrieved and alerted the Justice Department, which opened a grand jury investigation into the matter. So basically, what I'm getting at here is that Trump took some papers that he wasn't supposed to take. He took some paperwork whenever he was president and he was leaving out. He took more papers on top of papers on top of papers that he wasn't supposed to take. That's what I'm basically getting at with this whole thing. Listen, I don't know what y'all try to get him on. Y'all could have been got this guy on some type of thing. You guys still can get him on the whole storm in the Capitol business. 
You guys can say that you guys can't. I don't know what it is. This seems like a whole big smoke screen to me. Y'all do what you do. That's all I can say for this thing. I personally do not care. Trump wasn't going to do nothing with these papers. I don't know who in his staff decided to take the papers. Trump, to me, Trump just seems like a goofball and not like that. I'm saying like this. Trump, to me, seems like he does not care about none of this at all. He just seems like he's just doing whatever he wants to do because he doesn't like to be perceived as a loser to me. That's all I'm getting at here with Trump taking paperwork or Trump doing this or Trump doing that. It's basically Trump versus the government here. That's all this whole big thing basically ties down and boggles down to. The government's trying to find something. They try to make the public turn their eyes to Trump and saying that he's a bad guy. But then you always have some Trump supporters that are going to be like, nah, Trump is not being a bad guy. The government's railroading Trump. This is all we're going at here. Back and forth of just doing whatever. Listen. Whenever you guys are actually able to arrest Trump for literally storming, having the people like storm the Capitol, that's whenever I'll start paying attention. Because to me, all this whole thing is nothing but smoke and mirrors and smoke screen and all this type of crap. Because you guys are still doing the whole uh, Capitol rider, like, uh, what is it? The grand jury, not grand jury, but the whole... Uh, you still got people investigating that to see who can go to jail, who can't go to jail. You still got people, the regular individuals like Joe's that went to the Washington thing, getting jail time. Now you get random people from just listed off like, OK, this guy, he gets seven years in jail. He gets three months or whatever. You guys are doing all this type of stuff, but you're not going after the big heavy wig as in Donald Trump should be held responsible for this storming of the capital business but you guys are trying to get him on some type of paperwork stuff that he wasn't supposed to take whenever he left again yo you guys do what you want to do the funny thing about when i saw this whole thing going down was that there was nobody in the trump camp at all showing photos of the how his office or his residence inside the place looked after the fbi people raided his place you know how they have in movies and television shows whenever the police come there with a search warrant they're searching your house they start looking through your drawers they start looking through your clothes tearing things up and all this type of stuff especially if they hate you they really start destroying your property and you always got people that say you're not gonna destroy my property you're not gonna go in here whatever trump wasn't around but they said that he was able to watch it from another location that he was at i believe new york he was in his new york place and he was able to look at the fbi raid his uh crib and you mean to tell me nobody has leaked any type of photos out nobody nobody that works in miralago the property nobody from the fbi nobody has nobody somebody has not leaked photos of what his office or anything looked like after they got done walking through there and grabbing the paperwork and everything else i'm telling you right now i don't think that they screwed up his office i don't think that they turned it upside down like that i think that they just were able to look at some drawers they didn't see what they wanted they shut it back nice and neat they went into another place. They went in there. Basically, what I'm trying to get, they treated Trump better. Because usually, I don't know how search warrants usually go, so don't hold me to this. But again, I'm only going off of my knowledge of what I see on movies and television. And again, movies and television come from somewhere. You see people tearing people's uh, places upside down when they got a search warrant. I didn't see no photos, no none of that from Trump's uh, camp or from the FBI camp, or from the Department of Justice camp, I ain't seeing nothing. And for people that really hate Trump the way that they do, at least that's what the, uh, people are going to try to make this proceed to be out 
how are you not showing photos of if they have it out for you and you're saying they're treating me unfairly? Wouldn't you think you would show photos of them tearing your place upside down to really get people like really upset at the FBI and everybody else that's quote-unquote attacking you? At least that's one way you can easily turn to uh, citizens that really are on your side. That's how you rally them up more for saying, how can they tear up somebody else's stuff? How can they do all this and all that? Normal people will say, you know what? We know that. We've seen people do that before. It kind of comes with the territory of a search warrant. But I have not seen no photos, no videos, no nothing. And with this dang technology that we are in, you would think that we would see that. But again, say what you will. This is nothing to me but just smoke and mirrors to try to get them on something. They need to get them on this Capitol riot thing. I don't know what type of sentence they can even get off of Trump if they found some type of paperwork. What, 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 what does this do? What does this do to Trump? Is he going to get some jail time? Are they going to slap him on the hands? Is he going to pay a fine? What does going into his office and getting some papers that he wasn't supposed to have going to do to Trump? I don't know, personally. I'm intrigued by it because that sets a precedence for certain individuals, but I don't think that it's really going to matter. I think he's probably going to get with a slap at the wrist, but we'll see as the time goes. On to the next topic. This comes from Insider, a top L.A county coroner described in graphic testimony what kobe bryant's body looked like to give the jury an idea of what the crash site photos may have shown what i am talking about is that apparently we are now on the cusp of vanessa bryant suing uh los angeles county i did not know this was happening this week but apparently that was happening when i looked this stuff up anyway going into the article a top los angeles county coroner on thursday testified in graphic detail about the state of Kobe Bryant's body following the 2020 helicopter crash that killed all nine passengers, including the basketball legend and his 13-year-old daughter, Gia Bryant. Testimony from Captain Emily Tashier, the head of investigation at the L.A. County Coroner's Office, took center stage on the second day of the trial between Vanessa and the Los Angeles County. Vanessa Bryant filed a lawsuit against the county and other defendants over allegations that L.A. Sheriff's deputies and Los Angeles County Fire Department captains took and shared photos of the helicopter crash site in late January 2020. Another person that's suing also the LA County is also Chris uh, Chester whose wife Sarah and daughter died on that crash as well is suing the county workers on the same claims and will have a nine-day trial alongside Brian's against the county. Talger, a key witness for Brian and Chester, delivered exceptionally detailed and graphic testimony about the post-crash condition of each victim's body providing jurors with a mental image of what photos of the sites would show both brian and chester left the courtroom ahead of her testimony talsher testified that human remains from the crash were scattered over 500 yards which created an impact zone larger than two football fields while a magnesium fire from the crash was aflame the majority of the victims had to be scientifically identified because of their wounds were so extreme she said kobe bryant was particularly identified by his skin tone and tattoos on his arm she testified she told the courtroom that the coroner's office did not invite the families to identify their loved ones after the crash because of the intense and unidentifiable nature of their condition what someone looks like in death is very different than in life, she said. Seeing someone you love in that state will create an image that stays with them forever. She continued to testify that the coroner's office took about 1,200 
150 photos of the crash site and about 300 of which were of human remains. She also said the coroner's office never requested that either the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department or Los Angeles County Fire Department take photos of the remains. David Katz, the team leader of LASD Malibu Search and Rescue, previously testified Doug Johnson, a LASD deputy, had alone taken hundreds of photos with his cell phone. So, okay, Vanessa Bryant's suit is seeking punitive damages from the county defendants. He is suing the county over claims of negligence, emotional distress, and invasion of privacy, as well as allegations on the federal level that relate to her constitutional right to the images of her deceased loved ones and the L.A. County agency practices that may have led to the taking and dissemination of photos. Yeah, she's going to win this. There's no way she's not going to win this. You're in L.A. Kobe's a loved figure, and also with hearing the graphic nature about how somebody will be photographed and they're dead after a crash and how they got scattered and how somebody only get identified by their skin tone and the tattoos and the way that this thing broke down and how this lady was able to um, tell you how somebody was going to be identified. There's no way Vanessa Bryan and also uh, Chris Chester aren't going to be winning their lawsuits uh, literally against L.A. County. That's not happening. There's no way that they're not going to win this thing. So the best thing that L.A. County, the Sheriff's Department, all of them that's being wrapped up in this whole thing, the only way they can actually savage this thing is just trying to come up with a deal with Vanessa Bryan and also Chris Chester if they even decide to take those deals. Other than that, they're going to be in some bad legal state situations. They're already in court. And I just know that, yo, the way that you have somebody that tells you how somebody's human remains were scattered over 500 yards which is bigger than two football fields yo come on dude i don't know how you're not going to win i do not know how vanessa bryan and the other dude is not going to win this thing i don't know they're going to win it'll be bizarre if they don't and again it's all about timing this was disgusting kobe bryant's death kobe bryant his daughter and the passengers that were on this uh helicopter crashed being having their photos being taken as they're dead that is disgusting buddy that is nastiness at its highest what i want to know as a human being is what gives somebody the idea and the right to say you know what i'm gonna film them or i'm going to take photos of this and just try to keep that onto my photo of a celebrity's body basically disintegrated or whatever this is after a big crash like this have some decency. Again, this is all about having decency. This is all about having timing. This was not the right time. This was not none of that. Only people that should take photos of this type of stuff is the coroners to just have that to try to figure out, okay, who was on that crash? Were they on this crash? Did somebody survive or anything like that? Anybody, if you're a police officer, you don't need to be taking photos of this stuff. If you are a firefighter, you don't need to be taking photos of this stuff. Only people that could take photos of this stuff literally is the coroner. So we'll see how this court uh, situation gets handled in the future well probably what next week i believe because if dude has a nine what nine day court situation with this yeah nine day trial alongside vanessa bryan's thing so we should get a res answer to this whole court trial what if not this week next week and i'll try to keep you guys update to that as much as i can on to the next topic is this come from fourth Worth Star Telegram OnlyFans model Courtney Clanny charged with murder and death of boyfriend from 
North Texas. Courtney Claney, the OnlyFans and Instagram model who stabbed her boyfriend to death in Miami in April, has been charged on a murder charge the Miami Herald has learned. The 26-year-old was taken into custody on Wednesday in Hawaii and will be eventually extradited to Miami-Dade County to face trial. She will be charged with second-degree murder with a deadly weapon for the April 3rd stabbing of Christian Toby Obumsele, who was a native of North Texas. Obumsele's family in Richardson in the Dallas Fort Worth area told Star Telegram media partner WFAA TV that they set up a GoFundMe page which described Christian as extremely compassionate with a desire always to uplift those around him. The GoFundMe has raised about eighty two thousand five hundred of its a hundred thousand dollar goal on Thursday. Courtney's arrest was confirmed Wednesday afternoon by Miami Defense lawyer frank prado who says she'd been in hawaii while in rehabilitation for substance abuse and post-traumatic stress disorder i'm completely shocked especially since we were cooperating with the investigation and offering to voluntarily surrender her if she were charged prado said we look forward to clearing her name in court the miami Dade state attorney's office in a press release on wednesday evening said the arrest warrant remained sealed state attorney catherine fernandez along with City Police Chief Manuel Morales and South Florida U.S. Marshal were expected to detail the arrest at a press conference on Thursday afternoon. In the wake of her arrest, TMZ would put out a video of Courtney and her then-boyfriend Christian in an elevator, and you would see her basically assaulting homeboy. She had a quick temper. He tried to calm her down and do everything else. He tried to like make sure she doesn't punch him he just like throw her off of him and all this type of stuff while she was constantly punching him and everything else you can look up the videos on tmz so if anything this is going to show how she has a history of more likely abuse in their relationship probably not being the best that's probably going to be used in the court system for that and all they can say is this right now is that if you are in a domestic situation man or female please just get out it doesn't matter how much you love them it doesn't matter you it doesn't matter. Nobody should be hitting you. Nobody should be just trying to be parlaying and just wailing off on you. You need to dip. You need to leave. Whenever you start feeling somebody punching you, because this wasn't right. This right here, this death wasn't meant at all. This whole situation wasn't meant. If people don't remember, uh, I talked about this months ago, but I'll try to wrap it up in a small package for you. Uh, Christian and his girlfriend, Courtney, apparently there was a call uh, they got into a fight or a heated argument, whatever the case may be. Christian ends up dying. Uh, the police gets there. She's covered in blood. There's TMZ. TMZ still got the photos of her handcuffed, and she's covered in blood, ladies and gentlemen. You can see, like, the blood smear on her uh, pajama pants, on her chest. So it seems to me that she got his blood on him, and at the time, they say that she was dealing with mental issues. At the time, they were saying that she was... Uh, she was not the aggressor, that he was the aggressor, she was in self-defense, all this type of stuff, so right now, we're just seeing what it is right now, it doesn't look good for Courtney at all, I'm just gonna make that perfectly clear, because for that elevator video to show out, for TMZ to showcase it, and show that she was the aggressor in the elevator, what makes you think that she was not the aggressor in the killing of Christian, let's just kill it a buck fifth right now, for you to have that much blood on you, the way that she had whenever she was photographed, with her hands cuffed behind her, 
it doesn't look good for Courtney. It doesn't look good for her at all if she's going to try to play the whole self-defense deal. Because as soon as everybody's going to look at this elevator video of her just pounding on him, it's not going to look good for you. That self-defense act, I think that's going to be thrown out the window. So we just got to see what happens with this Courtney situation. But still, prayers to Christian's family. Christian still should be here. Uh, domestic violence, domestic relationships are not uh, suitable. So again... Another public service announcement. If you are in a domestic violence relationship, please leave out of it. Please, please, please leave out of it because we do not need to have a, another Christian on our hands or, God forbid, a female dying because of our partner. So please leave out of your domestic violence relationship, please. Now onto a relationship that actually did crumble this week. Um, it was reported that Pete Davidson has been in trauma therapy due to Kanye West's online harassment, as uh, was reported by Peoples this week. The attention and negativity come from Kanye and his antics is a trigger for Pete, and he's had to seek out help, an insider told People. Beginning in April of this year, the Saturday Night Live alum 28 has been in trauma therapy in large part due to threatening posts that Kanye West has posted numerous times on social media while Davidson was dating the rapper's ex-wife Kim Kardashian. The attention and negativity coming from Kanye and his antics is a trigger for Pete and he had to seek out help, the insider says. The source added that Davidson, who recently split from Kim, has no regrets for dating Kim and wants it to be made very clear that she's been nothing but supportive of him throughout their relationship. Moving forward, he uh, he just wants to focus on his career, the insider as of Davidson. A representative for West did not immediately respond to people's request for comment. Now, okay, Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson's uh, relationship, they ended last week, and now this week it wanted to come out saying that Pete Davidson's been in therapy because of Kanye West's... Uh, online harassment here's my thing with that you should have said that pete davidson was in therapy ever since april you don't pull that card now after the relationship is done with and say oh he's been in therapy no 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 no. i'm let me just stop that right there all right see how this is gonna go we've been pitting kanye as the evil guy and yes sure some of the stuff that kanye was going at uh pete for probably people would say well pete didn't deserve that or whatever the case may have you here's the thing with this situation kanye wants kim back this been his thing. That's been his situation. People might say, how good does he want Kim back whenever he's been doing this and that? Listen, you don't get into married people's situation. You don't do that at all. You don't try to step in. You don't try to do none of that. You just let the married people do what they've been doing all this time. To me, I think Kim and Kanye have an understanding of what's going down within their relationship. I think the boyfriend and girlfriend dynamics, whether Kim has another new boyfriend coming in and Kanye has a girlfriend or multiple girlfriends coming in. They know this dynamic that Kanye and Kim have right now. People might say that they have no dynamic. It's nothing but Kanye just constantly going after Kim. Well, we don't know what happens on the back scenes, the behind the scenes business. We don't know what Kim is telling Kanye. You don't know what they are talking about. You got to remember, they have children with each other. They have children. So they're going to be tied together forever the children is what ties kim and kanye and what people don't understand by that is that uh, whether it be a man that has a child with another woman or a woman that has a child with another man they're going to be together so kanye is always going to be looking at kim 
he's always going to have the excuse to be able to run up in her house and say, hey, I want to see my kids or she's the mother of my children. We're tied together. I have some stake in her life. I have some stake in whatever she's going to do later and vice versa. Same thing with Kim. If she wants to pull that card on Kanye, if he starts dating somebody that she really just despises, she can be like, well, that's my father, father of my children and all this type of stuff, the exact same thing. I think when people get into a relationship with somebody that is married and that has children with somebody else, because Kim and Kanye are not legally divorced yet. She's separated. She could move around as a single woman, but technically they're not divorced yet. They are not divorced. I would love for people to see the paperwork to say, hey, oh, she's divorced. That hasn't happened yet. They're technically still married, but she could just move around as a single woman because she has some type of judge to order saying that she's moving around as a single woman without having a legally binding divorce. You get the drift here? So, Kanye is always going to move around saying, that's my wife. That's my wife because legally he's not wrong. That's still his wife, but she has been granted a court order to say that she can move around as a single woman. And for anybody that's going to mess around with Kim and Kanye, try to get into a relationship with them. Just know you guys are entering a circus. Just want to say that again. You are entering a circus. If you're a man that wants to get after Kim, know that you're going to have to deal with Kanye West. That comes with the territory. And Kanye is not always on his best behavior. If you catch my drift here, people will say he needs his meds. He's off his meds. He has bipolar, whatever the crap may have you. He is not a guy that you can just basically reasonably talk to, at least that's what has been seen out here. He might be when you actually talk to him man to man, but from what the media and everything else and for how he acts sometimes on television or how he's been like shown in the media, he's not that rational from time to time. And if you are going to date Kim, just know that you have to deal with Kanye. That's a part because she has children with the man. Same thing with women. Now, I'm not sure how Kim moves. A woman can say how Kim moves whenever she starts messing around with Kanye. And we're going to hear some of those stories. There's not just all peaches and cream of Kim just being off to the side, minding her business. Oh, no, there's going to be a woman that Kanye's going to mess with. That I feel that Kim might have a little bit of some type of anguish towards Kanye because Kanye messing around with Pete. So I can see her going after Kanye and one of his girls because of this Pete situation or because she might not like the woman in general. I'm just throwing out theories here. This is not what she's going to do. Again, these are theories that I personally think could happen. I'm not saying it will. It just could. And it wouldn't shock me if you hear from a ex that Kanye is going to be messing with in the future about how Kim would text Kanye this or something like that that would mess with Kanye. I don't I do not put that out of the realm of possibility for this whole circus of the Kardashians and the Kanye West situation and all that type of stuff. The Kardashian family are straight up masters at playing the media to do whatever they want them to do. They're masters at that. I bend the knee to them all day. They are good. So again, if you're going to mess around with Kanye, know what comes with that. If you're going to mess around with Kim, knows what comes with that. I just don't like how... It now coming out that Pete's been in re like therapy since April and now it's been coming out to light after the relationship is done and saying that it's because of Kanye West. No, no, no. Cut that. You should have did that whenever Kanye was messing with you and you should have did that as soon as he was in rehab or therapy in April and then everybody could do that. Now you're doing it now after the relationship is done with. Mm-mm-mm-mm. The relationship is done. 
cut it. You had your time. You wasted the card. It's done. You can't throw this card out here now. No. Give Pete the love and support that you want to give him. Cool, because he's in therapy. I hope he gets all the therapy that he needs to try to help his mind out and all this type of stuff out, whatever. But do not throw this on the Kanye for that. Do not throw that on there. You had the possibility and you had the ability to do that in April when he got checked in. Don't do that now when the relationship is done. Uh-uh. You got to do that while the relationship is going so people can say, Hey, yo, Kanye, you see what you're doing to Pete. You put him in therapy. You can't do that whenever the relationship is done. Nah. His time has passed. It sailed away. So I don't like this thing come out after the fact. Do I think Kanye probably played around in Pete's mental health? Yes, because Pete's a guy that has had some mental issues. Kanye has some mental issues. So both of them know how to play the mental games with each other if they want to do that. So this was just, hey, Pete's in therapy. That's all I saw this as. I just didn't like it as we we're going to villainize Kanye for putting him there. No, no. They were both playing mental games with each other and it just happens that well Kanye happened to beat Pete in the mental game warfare for this that's all I'm getting at here with that all right now to the final topic so I can get you guys out of here this comes from ABC News CDC no longer requires unvaccinated to quarantine after being exposed to COVID as it reads the CDC updated its COVID-19 guidance Thursday to ease recommendation for people who are unvaccinated and have been exposed to COVID-19 previously the CDC advised that people who are unvaccinated or who haven't received their booster shots should quarantine for five days after exposures if no symptoms appear the quarantine can end the new guidance no longer recommends that unvaccinated people quarantine after exposure instead suggesting they mask up for 10 days and get tested five days after they were exposed this is the same guidance that was previously given to vaccinated and boosted people who were exposed to COVID and essentially simplifies the CDC's quarantine recommendation. Americans who are exposed to the virus, regardless of the vaccination status, no longer need to stay at home if they had an exposure per the CDC guidance, latest guidance. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I like the idea of people being able to stay home still because you know what? This is going to put a target on a whole lot of people's back still because people are going to go at the people that are not vaccinated and they get COVID and somehow they transfer it off to somebody that has been vaccinated and be like, you gave it to me and you're not vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. Listen, dog, this is still out here because people are still pushing the fact of, hey, oh, you got to get vaccinated, which the government still wants you to do now. And again, I want to make this personally clear. You get vaccinated, that's on you. You don't get vaccinated, that's on you as well. You do what you want to do. I just don't like, I can see exactly how the wheels are going to be spinning. And a lot of people said whenever people are coming, they're not vaccinated. You know they're not vaccinated. You know the people that are vaccinated, they're not vaccinated. You know this by now in this time that we're in. And now with the CDC saying that, hey, yo, for the people that are not vaccinated, you got to come in with a mask. You got to be masked up for 10 days to get tested five days after you were exposed. So basically half of the time after the 10, you got to get tested, see if you're good or not. Nah, nah, nah. I still want people to be home because guess what? COVID is still out here. Yes, COVID might not be as strong as it once was when it first came out, but COVID is still out here. It's still going strong. And I want people to just be safe and I don't want people to be facing some targets on their back by people who are vaccinated because I know exactly how that's going to run. I can see it. I can see it from a mile away. So, just want to keep you guys updated with that. CDC changed the ruling. If you're not vaccinated, 
You got to be masked up for 10 days if you do get COVID and then you got to get tested halfway mark at five days. Just want to keep that situation up to date. And also when it comes down to the children as well, because kids are going back into school this week as well. This has been what this is now the third week because my sister went back two weeks ago. Uh, another set of kids went back just this following week. And now this week coming up, kids are still going back into school. And apparently there's more uh, rules on kids with vaccines and COVID as well. As this comes from the Wall Street Journal, it says U.S. schools put COVID-19 safety measures in rear view. Schools nationwide are eliminating COVID-19 protocols as students return for fall, shifting resources from combating the virus to addressing academic crisis that cropped up during the pandemic. Districts across the country are reducing testing, uh, de-emphasizing social distancing and dropping mask mandates that were in place for the start of the classes last year. A handful are still requiring masks or attempting vaccine directives with deaths and hospitalizations linked to the current subvariants largely stabilizing. School officials say they have other pressing matters to attend to, such as learning loss, enrollment declines, and staffing shortage. Los Angeles will discontinue its weekly testing program when classes begin August 15th and officials in New York City say they are considering the same. Districts in Illinois, Washington, Colorado, and Texas are also loosening COVID-19 rules. As of August 11th, eight of the country's largest 500 school districts required masks for all students according to Burbio Inc., a data company that tracks K-12 school masking policies. The changes are in line with the CDC which on Thursday issued new guidelines reducing safety precautions for a host of settings, including schools. The new guidance scaled back recommendations for quarantining students exposed to the virus. The agency also dropped its endorsement of regular testing to screen for COVID-19 in schools and ended its support of a tactic called test to stay, which kept exposed students in the classroom through frequent testing. So again, as a parent, well, not a parent, me, but as a sibling, and I want all the other parents as well, and also other siblings to know, please know what's going down in your uh, siblings and or kids' uh, school to know what's going up with the COVID situation, what they plan on doing, what the school changed around, do they got to have a mask, do they not got to have a mask, please keep in contact and know what they are doing, at least in that schoolhouse. Now, with that all being said, let me get you guys out of here. On Twitter, you can find me at at my2podcast. Instagram, my2centspodcastg2. My Yahoo, my email is my2centspod at yahoo.com. I want everybody to have a good Sunday. Always remember. I love you, I love you, I love I love you. I thank you. I thank you guys for downloading this. I want to thank Apple, Spotify, Podbeam, uh, Amazon, all the other companies I usually do. I want everybody to please have a great Sunday. Please don't be a dick. And this isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. This has been my Two Cents Podcast presented by G2. I am G2. He is I and I am him. Have a good Sunday. And with that, Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.